Hello everyone, we are still live from Summer Arts, Humboldt County 2022. We're down in the proper Cannabis Wellness Village. Been having an amazing time at the County Line Ranch. It's absolutely incredible out here. The vibes are on point, people having a good time. We're sharing cannabis, we're sharing culture, we're sharing art and we're sharing music and it's everything is right in the world here today. So. We got an opportunity to have some great friends from Exotic Flavors down in Southern Humboldt in the Honeydew area out here joining us today. We got Cody and Nacho popping yeah. in What's up, from Exotic Ooh, Flavors. Yeah. yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, Good pleasure, guys. Thanks for having us. Yes, sir. Yeah, so Honeydew, it is like the epitome of Humboldt cannabis. It's that beautiful valley just inland, just up the Matoll River. Like you're just starting to head up off that sea level from the Matoll River. If you were God starting from scratch to build a perfect climate to grow cannabis, yes, you would create honeydew. Yes. <laughs> That's the it. best way I've ever heard it described. Wow. I mean, I swear to God, yesterday it was 52% humidity, 78 degrees. Yeah, naturally. that's it. In that's our green, naturally. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't duplicate that. That is the color. No, yeah, that's perfect. And the best thing is just the nights. The nights stay cool. We don't, like at night, we'll hit like 48, 55 degrees every single night. It brings in all the hues and the colors on everything. I mean, so you're getting that big 30 degree day to night. It does, swing. yeah. I mean, just being where we're at, your weed comes out with better coloring and a better, higher terpene profile than it would even 15, 20, my neighbors will hate me, but even 20 minutes up the road or 20 minutes down the road, <laughs> like right being in the valley floor at 400 feet elevation, it's the perfect fucking microclimate. Yep. It yeah. really is. I mean, and I've grown weed all over Humboldt, you know? Yeah, I've had some experience. I lived at the very top of Wilder Ridge for a couple of years. Yeah. We, we cultivated Even from there. there to where we're at down there, big it'll difference. be a 30% humidity difference and about 15 degrees. Well, and up there you're in the rain shadow yeah. of, of King's Peak. Yeah. And so it just dumps and dumps and dumps, but it's dumped by the time it gets to you. Exactly, and it clears off. No, we're so blessed, dude. Honeydew really is like, it makes our job easy. It really does. A lot of times people come down to the farms and they'll ask like how everything is so dialed. And part of it is just, we're so blessed in the natural beauty and the natural just perfectness for growing cannabis. Yeah, they're like, do you have climate control? You're like, yeah, we're in honeydew. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> One of the biggest learning curves and obstacles you can face as a grower is trying to get a grip on your climate. Yeah. And that is something that Emerald Triangle in general puts, you know, separates us from a lot of the rest of the, the country and the world. But yeah, honeydew has always been that little, that little slice of the Emerald Triangle where the best cannabis has and come out And we're seeing that even more now with cannabis legal in Oklahoma, even Oregon, they grow good weed up there, but nothing like anyone's doing touches what we're doing. And I have friends and partners taking genetics from Honeydew, going to the other, other states with the same feeding regimen, the same genetics, and it's not touching what we're doing. And the tests, just in the tests and the COAs, I mean, you can't you can't deny it. Our terpene profiles are hitting four or five percent, whereas over there they're in the points, in the tenth of a decimal. Yeah. Same with our THC percentages hit higher. The bag appeal is there. It truly can't be replicated, and that's. Five years ago, I'd have been a lot more scared. And now that weed is so openly legal in other states and we're seeing yep. what people are able to do with no limits and it's not comparing to what we're doing, you know? The science there, having the science on your side where you can actually look at the data, you know? That's what I'm saying, yeah. It's not just a judge's appeal or human appeal. It's like, no, look at the, the, the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're not making it up. Send your sample to the same lab. Let's see what it compares at. Our terpene profile, and a lot of people say THC percentage doesn't matter anymore, but it does to, to uneducated consumers. Yep. And 
we'll hit higher numbers off of our light depth than a lot of these guys in Arizona, LA grown indoor all day higher, yeah. you know? Which is incredible. Yeah. yeah. So Nacho, you know, me and you, we've known each other for, for a bunch of years. We met, you know, probably eight, eight nine years eight, of nine back years or whatever. Oh, for real? Yeah. Wow. Oh, shit, I didn't even yeah. know that. Yeah. I used, yeah, I used to work at, over at a grill store, uh, Two Chicks Garden Supply out in Marysville. No kidding. Yeah, I actually remember both of you guys. Like, so you, were pushing like, Royal Go you were pushing Royal Gold Yeah, so I then. remember when they actually, like, first did their first drop, I think, in our store, you know, kind of that kind of coming out. Yep. Yeah. So that was, that was, you know, we were just discussing that. I was like, bro, I kind of, even, even the voices, I, we tell them all the time, you know, like everywhere we go, I'm like, damn, I know these guys from by somewhere. Voice, yeah, yeah. yeah, just by voice. And That's just funny. Like, now that you're saying that, I'm like picturing meeting you, maybe like. Yeah, I think with, with Shane, uh, yeah, Shane, yeah. Asha, yeah. Uh, Shauna, a lot of, you know, the folks out there. And of course, Kendra uh, Jacob, and Ann. Yeah, Ken, yeah, yeah Kendra group, and Ann, yeah. you know, definitely, because yes. that's their story, you know. Yep. Um, yeah, just meeting a lot of good folks through there and just even getting to see you guys still here or just seeing the culture like still survive over a long period of time, it's, it's, it's definitely dope. Surviving and thriving. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're just trying to keep contributing just like all of, yeah, all all of, us, of the yeah. team, you know, we're yeah. trying to elevate the game for the entire community. And yeah. That's what it's really about, I think. That's one of the strengths of Humboldt in general that I think is really just starting to emerge is this unity and like supporting your neighbor instead Everyone's of viewing him as a competitor. Yeah. You do you get a lot farther working with your neighbors versus fighting them. Right. And in the early days of 64, everybody was, was like, oh, I'm going to outcompete you. I'm going to outcompete well, you. And not only that, but so there was the, the, the view of like, fuck this guy for doing that. You know what I mean? And now that's kind of burned away where the people that were like, Sorry for saying that, but like no, it's truth. For, for going legal are now the ones doing the same thing. That, that five year period has kind of shooken off a lot of the those negative leaves, you know. Well, even the, 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 the you know the neighbor vibes back in the day, you didn't know what your what your neighbors were always doing, or if they were gonna bring heat to what you had going on. Yeah, you know, and then obviously you know sometimes the place right next to you goes up for sale, or, yeah. or somebody else moves in. Story of our and, life, and, and so it always created this element of keep to yourself and not really yeah. you know, dig into your neighbors, unless of course you're old school homies and another each other forever or whatever. Was not but a cool thing five years ago. It really wasn't. You're, you're, you're selling everyone out. And, and, the yeah, and the, yeah. there wasn't a lot of unity. And obviously now we're realizing, okay, with, with the legalization and us against everybody I else. That's the reason of, that, that we're here talking to you guys today is because we linked up with people and linked up with people and our neighbors and learned from them, they learned from us. We're helping our neighbors farm, adding our square footage with other, like, that's the reason that we got into where we're at. Yeah. If we would have just tried to shut everyone out and do our own thing, we'd still be where we were five years ago. Totally. It, it's really true. And you know, a good mutual friend of both of ours, uh, Trevor from Humboldt County Zone, has oh, been yeah. trying to connect I us, know, you yeah, and no, I, for, for about like four or Trevor. five years. Trevor! Yeah, I love yeah, Trevor. Yeah. Shout yeah. out Trevor, yeah. we shout love you, Trevor. Shout out Trevor. Shout out Trevor. Yeah, he's so, the sweetest dude in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, Seriously, he is. He's just one of those guys yeah. who's like, oh no, you guys should, you guys have work to do together. I want to introduce you, and that's what this, yeah. The future of Humboldt built. It's like a that. little cannabis, like a black book of cannabis that you can't fucking buy no matter how much money you have. <laughs> Seriously, I yeah. had guys come to my farm with hundreds of millions of dollars and they can't do what we can do off of a hundred thousand dollar budget because we have the black book of, oh your clones died call your neighbor he'll get you some new or call that whereas these guys are having to put in orders and do this and that it's just like a cannabis black book they yep. acquire over years and years of adding numbers to that little book and connections and helping this guy out he owes you a favor you owe him a favor i mean it sounds corny but it's the basis of, of succeeding in this, you know? Yeah. So many moving parts to legal weed right now. It's the web. We talk about it a lot on the Royal Grown Radio Show. And it's funny because it starts with you guys, which is the, the soil, and it ends with people like him, which are my sales, you know what I mean? And so you have complete opposite ends of the fucking, from the very beginning to the very finished product, and it's like, 
in between those two is so many other yeah. moving parts. If you don't have a black book and a team of people willing to help you, it doesn't matter how much money you have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you and just if physically you're, can't connect those dots. And if you're not willing to help and connect other people, they're not going to be willing to yeah. connect you. And that's, I think, a, a big part of it is like, you have got to give what you expect to receive. Yeah, that's a fact. That's been a conversation like all all day, like all day today. Every single one of like you know the other farmers are coming around talking about, hey, you know we need to unify because it's really us against them. Uh, we got actually a dope ass motto which is a uh, burn flowers not friends. And all day, everyone's just been on it. You know what I mean? They're like, hey, this, is, this should be, you know, Humboldt's motto. We should be really living by this, you know? The unification of just even everyone who's been doing it, you know, the legacies that we got to keep, you know, holding on to. Um, even for myself, just knowing, like, a lot of the history that you guys are definitely bringing to the table, you know, and for, my, for myself, I'm actually taking what you guys are doing and trying to get it to the people that I know and, like, say, look, there's more to it than what you guys really see. Like, you don't even know there's really, there's grunt work to what, what needs to happen and what really takes, you know, like the flower to actually get into your hands. I think when people like really get to understand like the process, like hands on what it's gonna take for what he has to go through. Like even a lot of the times where how everything's always changing, the laws are always changing. We have to change a bag. We just bought 60,000 bags. We gotta change it because of one little small thing and now yeah. we're out 60,000 bags again and we have to just call that a loss. Yeah. You know, uh, just, just little minor small things, but yeah, just kind of keeping what you guys are doing alive and you know, all through just like, like I said, the hard work and just me taking what, yeah, what you guys are doing and saying, hey, this is what happened. Oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna jump in on that model of burning flowers and not friends right here. Mm. We're about at 420 out here, so it's yes, like the right yeah. to do it. <laughs> Rocking. But you know, I, I'm glad that you said that because We've got, you know, anywhere between 50 and 100 guys at Royal Gold at any given point out there slaving away, working hard to like make sure everything's right to get the soil in the bag. There's somebody out there toiling away on, you know, making sure the quality controls there on your bagged amendments and all of that stuff. And then like, that doesn't even begin to touch the work that you guys are doing. Yeah. Of building your own programs and coming up with your SOPs and being able to integrate them. And then you gotta, then you gotta, then you gotta manicure it and process it. And then from there you have to there's the sorting process now. And then change it every week, every month. Last you know? year, well and even last year we'd grow a pound, put it in a bag. Now we have to have three different grades. You have to have the bulk pound, you have to have the smalls with the half inch screen, and then you have to have your grade A's, which are the three quarter inch screen. Yeah. If you don't have all three different samples for people to look at, you look stupid. Like just yep. little things like that in the last six months that now even selling bulk pounds, you have to have all these different grades. And yeah. it's, it's constantly adding more and more moving parts to it, you know? So let me ask you this. About two years ago in Humboldt, it seemed like everyone I know who had started pushing a brand was like, fuck, I'm not even jarring in my brand. I'm just, you know, white labeling for people, letting them put a jar on it. And like, I'm making more money than it. It's just gonna cost me too much to put it in my branded jar. I'm feeling like that's kind of flip-flopping now. No, so. The brand is what's got carried us here. We're six and a half years with our brand now. And it it, it works in a bunch of different ways. For one, even if we wanted to wholesale, because right now, even wholesaling bulk weed, even if you just wanted to wholesale and white label it, that's even hard right now, you know what I mean? And with what we've been working on for six years, we created a demand with our reputation of producing quality work. So right now, even when it comes to wholesaling, we have an easier time with that because of the brand. And a lot of people said, stop wasting your time on the brand. And then on the other end, that's what he does, is he, he goes around and lands accounts. He'll go to the dispensary, he'll go in there with our menu, he'll show samples. And by the time we get from Honeydew to actually being delivered in Sacramento, 
it sucks. I'm not gonna lie, there's a lot of fucking work, but at the end of the day, when that transaction is done, it's worth it. And you're building equity in your brand, you know what I mean? At, like, whether we're doing a million in sales in dispensaries or 100,000 a year, it's just showing that we're, it's just constantly being there, you know, and fighting for what we want to do. And five years later of doing it, it's starting to make a little bit of sense now, where you can actually get it packaged for cheaper than, we're at the point now where we can get it packaged, COA tested and to the store for much cheaper than it costs for us to produce it. It's just a matter of getting it to the store, you know, and doing it on our own, because we don't have a distribution company and we don't have any of that. So for us, it's just a lot of moving parts, but in my opinion, it's fucking, it's the end goal for everyone. It should be. Because if I not, agree. you're just farming for another brand, you know? And the white labeling thing, it's gonna get to you after a while. Once you see someone building brand off of your hard work, I did it and I we can name four or five brands right now that I'm cutting off this year, just strictly because it just gets old, you know? And, and then none of them pay you what you're owed and like. Yep. Yeah, don't let them take when credit you're doing for your it, work. When you're doing it yourself, you can guarantee you're gonna get paid and you can guarantee the credibility from the hard work goes to your team. 100%. Not necessarily me, but to the team that works with us and the guys yep. that deserve it, you know? 100%. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm here for, you know, like really building the brand for ourselves. Um, I just constantly seeing, you know, what he's done for other brands. I was like, oh dude, yeah, we gotta definitely build our brand. Built, there's four brands in California that are steady staple names and we filled thousands of pounds with our jars over the years and we're finally at a point now where it's like what we've really learned is seeing how everyone's fucked up over the years it's easier for him and I to put on a suit and tie and some nice clothes and go into a business meeting and land accounts than it is for some motherfucker in a business suit to move to Honeydew and grow fire light dips. I can do that. I show up like this, though. I show up like this. I've been to college. You know what I, I mean? show up like this. not to go anymore. Me and him, we could go to a business meeting, sit in a room full of CEOs and hold our own. Rocky. They can't come talk weed with us at Honeydew. 100%. 100%. And it wouldn't, 100. Last, it wouldn't last a month. Woo. Yep. And so right. all I figured is if I make some adjustments with my team and we hire people and we build an army that can compete with them, they'll never be able to compete with us. And so far, yes. 2022, it's, it's fucking working. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we're making money. Yeah, we come in. And um, we're doing what we want to do and we don't have anyone telling us what to do. Hell yeah. Man, preach it. Because like, <laughs> you're living the story and being the story and it gives you the opportunity to tell the story yeah. as a marketing yeah. person. Yeah. We get it, we're free, where I'm not having to worry about, oh God, a summer arts festival. He had everything covered for us. You know what I mean? Everything getting to proper wellness for the dis for the delivery. Nice. Everything for the dispensary to be sold. It makes it so I can focus on what I got to do. He focuses on that. That's really what it is. I, I'm like, dude, do the farming. I'll do but, everything else for you. But really, to summarize that, none of these other like I'm not gonna say none, but like these motherfuckers in the city with millions of dollars in their bank account and these crazy ideas of what they're gonna do. They can't do what we can do. Cause I'm gonna go out tonight, I'm gonna check on the trimmers, and we're gonna back, we're gonna sort our pounds up, everyone's gonna harvest in the morning, and we'll be back down here. Yeah. And that's something they don't understand, you know? They, it's true, dude. You're like, living in the culture. Arrogant, yeah. No, but it's, it's really true. It's, it's not arrogant at not all. Arrogant. Yeah. I've seen it yeah. too. I've seen it. You know, like me and him can go down with CEOs of the biggest companies in the world. And we've done it and run game on them and tell them what we want and get what we want out of them Hell and yeah. not submit to them and not give them our logo and not give them our square footage. You know what I yeah. mean? And like, they can say whatever they want, but they can never come up here and do what we're doing. Yeah. Even just adapting to a, a setting like we're in right now, you know, they're gonna look like idiots. Even just knowing where to shop and who to ask for help that with That black this, book, yeah. The black book is like, it goes outside of cannabis into every aspect into of lifestyle into growing here. it marketing it and fucking selling it. Yeah. yeah. That's the hardest part right now. You gotta be able to sell it, you know? Yep. Big time.
and that comes with more than just knowing a distribution oh, company. Oh man. Because when that distribution company goes under, you gotta still sell your shit. And you know? the distro game obviously is it was we've seen it's a shit show for the most part. No, it's really, really yeah, hard. Dude. Big time. And there's a lot of people that have grown such fire fucking weed up here in Emerald Trial are still sitting on it and can't move it because they don't have There's that component. There's a company component. in San Francisco that kept $335,000 of our funds Damn. in their distribution. They would go, we'd do net 30 terms, they would pick up our money, a $10,000 payment and give us like $3,000. And, and it went on for years and years until finally we were going to go into litigation in court. They probably yeah. were pretty sad to get We're hearing settled. a lot more about that kind of stuff. Not oh, the first story just like that that I've yeah, heard. Yeah, but we're not like... Let's go to court then, you know what I mean? It's our money. Yeah. There's a purchase order, you took our shit, you haven't paid us, let's go to court. Fight it. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, and that's there's a, a lot to it, man. There's yeah. a lot of that mentality that I think people can come in and take advantage of this industry. Yeah. People think they can. They're like, we got millions of dollars, well, we'll outlast those idiots. Well, they think we're just dumb farmers up here and we're dumb hillboys and we don't know what we're doing, you know? And there are some of us to do. And there are some people up here that may fit that category and there's some people that are already out oh, that did. And, yeah. But they're you know, not here right now, and they don't have a booth here. They're not going to last, <laughs> you know? And No disrespect, but I mean, a yeah. lot of us have wasted our opportunities up here, too. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a ton of people, like, on the side sidelines doing, you know, soil companies and things that have had hands in cannabis but gone other directions. But and there's also, nothing wrong with that. But it's also, you know, recognizing the difficulty of the path that you chose. Yeah. And at a, a certain point, being like... A lot of it is like, knowing when to stop. Yeah. And at some point it works for you, but... Yeah, a lot of us, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm passionate. I'll grow cannabis the rest of my life, but I've been man, I was that afraid of trying that road, and yeah. you guys have done it. It's yeah. amazing. Thank you. You know, it's it's just really incredible, and to see the county pull together, and we're I think on the precipice of emerging from this yeah. kind of dark year yeah. that a lot of Humboldt's dealt with. Well, I mean, I, I hate to say it, and this, yeah, it's kind of at the point now though. If you're not here, you probably didn't deserve to be. And that's the truth because even these small farms that can blame it on low prices, you, ha you had every opportunity to step it up and to get your quality up and your production costs down. You know, production costs down. I, I, Huckleberry, you know, the yep. guy from five thousand square feet, he's killing it. Yeah. There's people out there that they can do it. It's just if you want it bad enough or not. You know. Yeah. Well, and business management, you know, we've said it for a long time, man. Like, you know, you can be the the best grower. Learning how to uh, run a business and actually handle that end of like it. Like what we were just or, talking or, about, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is a critical component. And that is something that a lot of people up here is so easy to be like, hey, I'm a homesteader, man. I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm not getting an email. I'm not getting a social media account. I'm not going to hire anybody to do it anywhere. And that's just them putting in their thing that, oh, I don't want to, I'm not going to submit and do that. When really, in any field of any anything in life, there's regulations and rules. And no we've doubt. been lucky enough for the last, my dad, 40 years. My dad passed away <laughs> when I was 15 and he moved up here in 1974 with some of the first Sensamia, which was seedless weed ever, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain, but. Um, yeah, it's interesting to me that, uh, that you just explained what Sensamia is too, and that's important. Yeah. to a lot of younger listeners that that's not how they hear they're like what the hell is that yeah yeah exactly. because it's all sensey now like we had to sort seeds and stems out of that shit guys and they were crushed and it was nasty well and that's what put us on the map in 74 from my version of my stories and everything was like my my family they were like my dad was in prison for dealing coke and lsd in the bay area back in the 70s and these bulgarian and russian guys he messed with they had done a lot of genetic research and they had came up with a sense of me in like 74 and they brought that to Humboldt County from the Bay Area. And that's kind of why we have a lot of our Russian Bulgarian influence up here in the hills. Wow. It was a lot of the old LSD and Coke dealers. And um, when Sensia came out, yeah, everyone in Humboldt was up here growing seedless bud. 
and no one had ever seen Sleepless Bud. And yeah. so like, I was always just told that that really was what put us on the map was just the fact that we had seedless weed, you know? In the early 80s and, and even the late 80s, seedless bud wasn't really a thing, you know? So, and I'm too, I'm too young to even remember back then, but. Yeah, man, I mean, yeah, that's definitely yeah. in the 80s when, when Reagan the River started popping off, another great festival put on by yeah. the Teal Community Center, just like the one we're at here. And, uh, and I, you know, the reggae uh, explosion blew up up here in the Emerald Triangle. It's a vibe, dude. It's a vibe. There in the 80s. It's a whole vibe. And there's a lot of people from, you know... The hippie redneck vibe we got in here. Oh, yeah, our work boots with fucking tie-dye shit. It like, is yeah. the epitome of unity in a community, man. Yeah. It is like, we, we, we all work together, all <laughs> walks of life. Yeah. You know? I've been over the world, dude. There's nowhere like here. There's Absolutely not like at all. There's cool places all over, but Humboldt is so unique and so, like... If you have a longing for this culture and you step one foot in Humboldt County over the last 40 years, most are like, oh shit, I just found where I'm gonna live yeah. the rest of my oh. life. Well, there's a reason we all connect with that sign when you're rolling through Laytonville. It says, don't forget the magic on the side of a barn. And yeah, yeah. every single one of us who drives past that, That's I true. think subconsciously yeah. we're like, yep. You always that like passing going north rather than going south. Yeah, <laughs> right? I always trip on the other side when you're going north. It says, Mendocino, uh, was it wilderness, wine, there's like four W's and weed isn't one of them. And I'm I always know. like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're trying to like act like it's not really a thing. That needs yeah. to be adjusted. Somebody needs to fix that sign. <laughs> right? <laughs> Mendocino Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, yeah, that's for you. Here not to you. Humboldt Origins Council. Come on, we got this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I oh, want to yeah. say thank you guys for yeah, coming no, and sitting with us. This has been fun, incredible, yeah. man. Yes, that was fun, yeah. Big ups to the Mateo. Big ups to Proper Wellness for oh, putting yeah. this together. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Julius and Tara. Yeah, appreciate Tanya. you guys so much. Seriously. Check out Exotic Flavors in a dispensary in, uh, near you. If you uh, have a handle you want uh, just add exotic, add exotic underscore flavors on Instagram. Go. Uh, we got a YouTube up, XF Worldwide, xfworldwide.com. You can go on and buy our merchandise. And then just stay up to date on all the stuff on our Instagram. We'll post drops and locations and dispensary locations and stuff like that. But yeah. yeah. Whoop, whoop. Thank you guys. Thank right you guys so much. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much from Royal Grove. We'll yes, catch sir. you next time. Yeah.